wellness consultant Philip Rankin. Philip, we're having a chat today. This is an important one. I love this too. Kids' health. Kids' health. We all really do. It's a very close uh, subject to our hearts and we've got some wonderful information um, and I welcome all of you to sit and listen to some great information on children's health. Peter Mullen, welcome in your 25th year. Thank you. You're still looking not a day younger. And you had some great news today. Empty pockets this week. That's right. Uh, we had a, a part of our celebration for 25 years in practice was we gave away a Thermomix, one wow. of the new Thermomixes to one of our clients. And um, Rosine from Stockton won wow. that Thermomix. So wow. she's hopefully at home now madly cooking up some treats to bring into the office next time when she comes yeah, in. Yeah, or Dave, maybe the radio station. That would be yeah, wonderful. We'd appreciate that. And, uh, that's we don't mind where the treats go. That's really, right. Really. That's right. Well, that's certainly changed a life forever and you've been doing it for a long time. And a very special subject close to our heart today for all of us, um, fathers, mothers, grandparents, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunties, is children. Children's yeah, abs- absolutely. Children's health is um, an area of practice that I'm, I'm particularly um, fond of. And um, over the 25 years, obviously, I've got children myself that are you know, now 16, and, or 16, nearly 17 and nearly 21. So um, I must say my two children have been the guinea pigs for... Um, you know, health and natural practices over those 25 years. But it's definitely an area that we, we see a lot of kids in practice. And um, What's changed? Like, where, where have we come to now? The, some of the statistics are absolutely frightening. Some of the uh, child health issues are, are really, um, in a sense, out of control. Well, kids' health, kids' health, really, I think over the 25 years that I've been in practice, kids' health really seems to have changed quite considerably. Um, you know, I remember when I was at school, like, you didn't hear about, you know, preschools or schools, kids having nut allergies or egg allergies or chocolate allergies. Mm. So something's happened with our kids' immune system, you know, that they're so much more, they're being born so much more reactive to things mm. than what we were. And, and it's not just weight. I've just come back from the State Touch Football Cup in Port Macquarie. There's 14,000 competitors, and we're talking about pretty fit children. But what they're putting into their bodies for to gain that energy... Um, there's no weight health issues up there, but these children are often quite sick. Yeah, relying on like stimulants and sugary drinks. Yeah. But even even just with kids' health generally, like you know things like behaving, behavioural and learning disorders now it's estimated affect up to twenty percent of our kids. Um, asthma has at least doubled in the past twenty years, with you know now connect, affecting up to thirty five percent of children. So. I remember when I was at school, I don't think I knew anyone that had an asthma puffer. Mm. But yet when my kids were born, which was probably, you know, 20 years or no, probably 12 years after that, when I take them to swimming, there was all asthma puffers lined up at the end of the pool mm. behind the block. So, mm. you know, things like asthma has increased, uh, ear infections, um, yeah, allergies, digestive disorders. Mm. Um, we see a lot of kids with eczema. Mm. So, yeah, That's things have, things have definitely changed. And... Um, what the um, the difficulty is, of course, is look, and and Dave would love to hear for anybody if they've got a, their child out there or their grandchild out there that has a health issue. Very happy to to talk about it because the whole concept in the program really is to not just share our knowledge, but to be effective and provide some solutions to those people there that have got questions on their child's health. What where where's it coming from? In a sense, um, like uh, Peter. What are the uh, some of the causes of this these problems? Well, probably it's one of those things that's it's definitely a generational thing. Um, you know, things like family history. You know, we see a lot of kids with 
you know, sinus, asthma, eczema, hay fever, um, and definitely these sorts of things run in the family. We're now looking at things that even, you know, ADD and ADHD, hyperactivity, there can be links in the family history. Um, even things like autism, you know, there's sort of more consideration about genetic involvement and familial predisposition. So it's, you know, I sort of think that it's as the, the health of each generation just gets slightly more complex or slightly more out of balance, we're seeing these magnified then with our kids' health. So family history definitely plays a role. Well, when we come back, let's talk about all the things you can do because it's so important that that may be happening on one side of the fence, but really there's just so much you can do to, to change that. It's Health and Wellbeing on 2 and URFM. Our topic today is kids' health, and we've got a phone call for you, Philip Rankin, our wellness consultant. This is Philip from Macquarie Hills. Oh, very big, warm welcome, Philip. G'day, how are you? Very good, thanks. Um, just, a, just a quick comment on, on you made mention about ADHD and, and, um, and that sort of thing a, a little bit earlier on. Um, my daughter had a frontal lobe trauma that was, that was treated in a similar manner to ADHD. Right. Um, uh, and when she was about 12, I, I finally got her off all of the Ritalin and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and I spent ages and ages and ages looking at foods that she was eating. Yes. Um, and found that uh, the biggest help was uh, natural foods and, and to keep away from certain preservatives and certain colours. And it made a huge difference. Wow, that's, 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 that's fantastic, fantastic Philip. Great news, fantastic. Um, so, so, and, and like the reason I got her off the off the Ritalin well, at that age was was because she was coming into puberty and 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 the, and the chemical changes and that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, so I needed to I needed to um, like adjust all that and 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 it made such a difference, you know. Um, and and not every child would be the same. I would suggest, but but I, I like she would have um, um, you'd give her some CCs, you give her four CCs, and within ten minutes she'd bounce it off the walls. That's um, a that's that's we um, we actually see that quite a lot in practice, um, Philip. About like just the effects of additives and preservatives. Yes. Um, but that that's awesome, mate. Like that you're able to do that work. That and and as you said, every child's individual. So um, well well done with that. Like getting down to working out what the issues were and sorting it out. And and just by sharing that, Philip, what's important for everybody to hear is that you really can make a difference. It's not easy. It's hard work, and there's a, you're struggling a little bit of a fish swimming against the tide. But once you achieve the results you've done, you've literally changed her life forever. Congratulations. Thank you for your call. Uh, Peter, we, we hear it so many times, like the... Um, the consistent, if you like, imbalance in the biochemistry is causing so many health and lifestyle issues now for children. Yeah, absolutely. And and always with kids, as Philip was just saying, diet is so critical for, you know, we know so much as adults how much we're affected by the foods we're eating. What we don't realise that, you know, a child's body is half the size of an adult. So if a child's having you know, as much sugar or as much additives or preservatives as an adult, then the, the effects of those things are going to be twice as noticeable or twice as dramatic in the, well, that's in the an, child's that's body. That's such an important factor. Just the looking at the percentage content of that food, I'll have a bowl of CCs, a child will have a bowl of CCs. Uh, well, as Philip was saying, four mm. CCs for his daughter and, and it's, it has a major impact upon her yeah. mental and emotional well-being. Another, another probably understanding for us all to understand, these are food substitutes. These are not food. Yeah, that's exactly right. We have a, a, a rule at our practice, you know, we call it the 100-year rule. If, if the food wasn't available 100 years ago, then most likely we shouldn't be eating it now because mm. it means that it's been packaged or processed. Mm. But um, a lot of kids that we see, even with things like um, eczema, um, particularly behavioral issues as well, 
additives and preservatives really play a massive role. Hmm. And there's some awesome books out there for um, people that are interested um, to have a look at that really try and understand the effects of food additives and preservatives. Um, and is is the uh, the difficulty now is going against the tide? We've got one child going to. I did a lunchbox inspection at a school one day and looked at about 120 lunchboxes. Literally, there was five pieces of live food in those lunchboxes. Well, we've got actually a, a really good blog on our website at the moment about lunchbox ideas Great. from a, an author called. Um, um, Colette White, she's written a book called Cut Out the Crap. Great. But um, she's actually got a, a really good book on lunchbox suggestions. And, and so that's a great idea for people if they want some extra information. But um, yeah, being able to like pack, pack your lunchboxes. And, you know, my kids over the years have always taken a little bit more unusual lunchboxes to school, but, you know, they've survived. Yeah, that's right. And the, there it is, the unusual part about in the preparation, what we, life has become so quick and so fast that, just that time in the kitchen with the children preparing it Sunday afternoon and mixing it up in... Getting ready for the week ahead. Yeah, in Rosine's Thermomix, maybe. We could all hang out at her place. You're listening to Health and Wellbeing for our sponsor, Balance Australia, and we welcome along wellness consultant Philip Rankin as we look at some solutions now for kids' health. Solutions are our favourite topic because we get to talk about what you can do and the action you can take. And and always, if you'd like to know more, you're welcome to call at any time. Uh, call the mobile number. We'll give you that at the end of the program. And certainly go to um, marlinhealth.com.au for the details of when we can get to share with you more on evenings, etc., and you'll get to know what we know. Peter, Lake Solutions, this is where we um, all love to go because we know so many things you can do and, the, and the, literally the changes that, uh, that cr- are created in people's lives for their lifetime. The great thing um, I always find with, with treating children is that if you get onto the right track with what's actually going on for them, they respond really quickly. You know, much better than um, us older adults, Mm. older adults. So that's one of the reasons I like working with kids so much is that you can see differences, you know, really quite quickly if you're on the right track. Um, As we mentioned before, like diet's critical um, of the additives and preservatives. Um, Nutritional deficiencies is a big factor with kids, particularly um, when their diet's processed or they're not having a lot of, you know, real foods. Um, Things like iron, iodine, zinc, all of which are crucial for brain development. And actually, if a, iron, if a child is chronically iron deficient through their formative years, mm. their loss of IQ can never be made up mm. when they're older. Mm. So that's how critical you know, things like iron and, and zinc and, and these sorts of nutrients can be through those formative years. So now for I know a, what happened a, to me. Sorry. <laughs> well, for a, something. You know, for a, for a, a successful westernised culture, to think that our kids could actually be suffering from mal- malnutrition mm. you know, to the point where it's affecting IQ is, is quite mm. dramatic. So, obviously, you know, the first tip is testing for some of these things. So, kids can have a blood test to check for things like zinc, iron. They can get their essential fatty acid levels tested. Um, We do a a food intolerance test at the clinic, which checks 43 different foods, which is beneficial. Um, There's elimination diets when things are more complex because food can affect us in all sorts of different ways. you know, making sure, checking whether a child's got leaky gut, which can help you work out what foods to avoid. Mm. Um, next week, I'll be talking about some of the other issues that can affect kids, such as pyrrole disorder is a really interesting one. And probably the the um, top five, five simple ways you can improve your child's diet today. 
So number just, one. Sorry, Peter, just on that comment, children love to see results. They love to see the graphs and the maps and that live and dry blood analysis up on the screen where the moving bloods, et cetera, um, you know, whether it's their biochemistry test and they really respond to the numbers and the pictures and so important yeah, today find, to see I've, those results. Absolutely. I find most kids actually, you know, when you sort of take the time to actually stop and have a chat with them, they're actually quite interested in what's going on and, mm. and developing that relationship obviously is critical to them then being able to make the changes. Mm. And great. Just on that, those five... So additives, avoid additives and preservatives. You know, my wife, um, Dana, always says, doesn't matter what the number means. She said, just become a, a numbers-free household. Mm, mm. So, you know, don't have anything in your pantry that has numbers in it. Um, reduce or avoid processed carbohydrates and simple sugars. And we were talking about this a few weeks back, talking about glycemic index mm-hmm. and kids having sugary, sugary breakfast cereals, which sets them on a roller coaster mm. emotionally, mm. mentally, and energetically through mm. the day. Um, you know, avoiding, you know, cutting down on simple sugars such as bread, cereals, biscuits, lollies, soft drinks is a shocker. Commercial juices, which basically are sugar and water. Um, for some kids, you know, that particularly that have allergies, cutting out dairy. But again, any, any sort of dietary recommendation like this, we do for a period of time and then we test and measure. Mm. You know, we're not making recommendations to cut out these things for the rest of your life. You really want to work out whether it is a problem mm. for that child or not. Um, so dairy sometimes, wheat sometimes, gluten sometimes. Starting the day with a protein breakfast for kids, you know, like eggs or lean meats, um, and increased consumption of vegetables, low sugar fruits like berries and apples. That's great. Look, there's there's so much more. Please, if you you're welcome to call, o double four triple eight three eight three eight. We have some wonderful information um, sessions together sharing all of this knowledge and very welcome to bring the children along. They really do enjoy it. And for more details on anything you've heard, call that number 044-888-3838. Thank you, gentlemen. Back again next Tuesday. Thanks, Dave. Our wellness consultant, Philip Rankin, and special guest today, Peter Mullen. And it is Health and Wellbeing at 2NURFM 103.7.